All right. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We have another, another breaking news podcast. Russ Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, as always. Got 20 minutes one way, Grant Ramey, 20 minutes the other way, Ryan Callahan. I guess I'm going to go ahead and go to Ryan Callahan first. We're just, we seem to be making a habit of these. Uh, and I'm not sure that any of us have ever quite seen a week like this one. Just, just an absolutely insane recruiting week. Ryan, why are we having another one of these? Well, Tennessee has added another top target to its 2021 class. Four-star running back Cody Brown of the Atlanta area uh, plays at Parkview High School in Lilburn, Georgia, uh, committing to the Vols on Sunday afternoon uh, within 90 minutes of Tennessee landing defensive back Deshaun Rucker of Tallahassee, Florida on Sunday. Uh, So second commitment of the day, seventh in a little more than a week. And this is one that people had kind of been thinking might happen in the near future. But he's a quiet guy, doesn't talk a whole lot, had never really mentioned a specific timeline. Uh, but it looked like things were trending Tennessee's way, and Tennessee beats out Auburn. Uh, a number of other offers, but it came down to Tennessee and Auburn, I think, in the end. Uh, and beating out Auburn to, to land one of its top running back targets, adding him to Tyon Evans, the top junior college running back they landed on Thursday. So Tennessee in good shape at the running back position now with two big-time additions there in a span of four days. Yeah, I know, Grant, this is a kid who – you know, people have been asking when, when Tennessee took, obviously, the, the nation's top JUCO back, you start wondering, well, they already had maybe another back in that class. Are they going to take another one? And I think all of us on staff tried to say the entire time, if a, a kid like Brown is, is not a kid that you're going to turn down, if he wants to join the class, he's going to join the class. But I guess if you wanted to get for Tennessee's class now, you got to get while the getting's good. And this is the kind of kid that you probably, for Tennessee, you just can't turn down, can you? No, you absolutely cannot. I mean, he's a big body, uh, six foot two, twenty-five. A guy that can go between the tackles. A guy that's uh, he, you know, he had a lot of home run plays uh, on his high school tape. And you look at his numbers. I think he scored forty-five touchdowns the last two years. Had over thirty-two hundred yards rushing. Caught fifty-six passes out of the backfield. So he's got a little bit of versatility there. But I mean, if a guy like that wants to commit, like we've talked about on these podcasts so many times, going into all these other states and getting them and and competing with other SEC teams that are trying to get them. If he wants to commit, if he wants to join the class, like apparently everybody in America does right now, you let him join. Yeah, Ryan, I know that, that this is a kid who we've mentioned this before, that, that since Jeremy Pruitt and this staff have been in Tennessee, they've been, you know, they kind of have wanted to make the running backs bigger. They've wanted some bigger guys there, some bigger body dudes, and they haven't really signed a bunch of those kind of guys yet. And one of them, Jeremy Banks, ended up playing defense most of the time. Is this the kind of guy they've been trying to get for a while? I, I think he and Tyon Evans are kind of more in the mold of what we what a lot of people were expecting Tennessee to get at the running back position. I, I think it's really interesting. First of all, you, you can't help but notice with the addition of Jay Graham as running backs coach that, that Tennessee starts having a little more success in recruiting running backs. They, they, they got Eric Gray, obviously, uh, a couple years ago in the 2019 class. Um, but this the, to get a couple guys like this early in the year, and have some immediate success, I think, really speaks to Graham and, uh, and his track record. I think that's one of the things that Cody Brown and, and Tyon Evans both have seen is his track record in producing some guys like Dalvin Cook at Florida State that he can point to on his resume and say, you can be the next one. Uh, Jalen Wright obviously mentioned that on, on Jay Graham's resume as well. I think guys are impressed by that. 
So, so definitely noteworthy Tennessee's having early success there. But, you know, to see them get a couple of these bigger backs to go along with an Eric Gray and, and, and even on the current roster, guys like Ty Chandler, Tim Jordan, you know, they've had more of those 190 to 200 pound guys. They got Jabari Small, another uh, slightly smaller back in the 190 to 200 pound range in the 2020 class. They did get uh, Laneith Whitehead and, and T. Hodge that are, that are some bigger guys. But a lot of people think Whitehead's future could always be at linebacker where, where a lot of people had him uh, kind of at, at, with a higher ceiling coming out of high school. And, and then T. Hodge, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can be at the next level. But this gives Tennessee a couple of really talented, highly regarded bigger backs that can kind of provide that, that uh, a little bit better thunder and lightning combo, I think, than, than what they've had the last couple of years and really get Tennessee an upgrade at that spot. Grant, when you see this kid's film, what, 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 what do you see when, when you watch this kid play? I mean, at the high school level, he's going to have huge plays and breakaways, but I think more at the college level, he's going to be more of the between-the-tackles kind of uh, grinding out runner. Uh, obviously, with the big frame that he has, he's only going to get bigger, you would assume. He's only going to grow. Uh, he's going to add, add weight, add good weight in a college weight room program. Um, I think he's a guy that's got some track history, uh, so he's got some speed there, but I think you're going to be relying more on his strength. I think Tyon Evans is a guy that maybe is a little bit quicker and does a little more stuff like special teams and maybe out in space. Um, but to add these two guys in the same class or to, to you know, how these guys complement each other, uh, it's a really good set of running backs. And I think this is a really good one they got in Cody Brown, a guy that they needed to close the deal on. Uh, and obviously they did that. Ryan, when you look at, at Brown here, and, and not just Brown in general, this has been several guys recently Tennessee's gotten where – Kind of Tennessee and Auburn were, were the final few schools there, whether it was final two, final four. And for the longest time, it seemed like for years, Tennessee in a one-on-one -on -one battle with Auburn did not always fare great. What has changed? Is it just is it some of the relationships this staff has in that in these areas they're going into, the way they're going after these kids? Why are they suddenly being able to beat Auburn for this many guys? Yeah, I think I think they're having some success there for, for a couple of different reasons. You know, one, I think Jay Graham, uh, again, clicked with, with Cody Brown in particular, and, and his visit to Tennessee earlier this year for uh, a junior day on February 1st, he admitted really kind of changed things a little bit or made him like Tennessee that much more and made them even more of a threat uh, in his recruitment. And uh, I think Tennessee was just on him more consistently than other, other people and, and, and having some connections in the Atlanta area starting to pay off too. I think that, you know, we've talked lately about the addition of Kamar Wilcoxon. He's well-connected in the Atlanta area. Uh, I think a guy on Tennessee's roster, Harrison Bailey, helped Tennessee with Cody Brown, too. Um, a lot of Atlanta area guys, obviously, on Tennessee's roster, so that always can come into play with Atlanta, Atlanta area players. And Harrison Bailey's team knocked out Cody Brown's team in the state semifinals this past year uh, on Harrison Bailey's path to a state title. So uh, those guys have gotten to know each other. Bailey's been as involved in his recruitment as any, any peer or, or current player, uh, I think, at Tennessee. So uh, to have those kinds of ties definitely helps where – where Auburn, you know, usually you're going head to head uh, with Auburn in the Atlanta area or somewhere like that. Distance can sometimes play a role and, and help Auburn. They're only 90 minutes away from Atlanta. But Tennessee, having some relationships, having a guy like Jay Graham at running backs coach helps you out there. And, and then just in general, why they're winning some of those battles now, I think you're just seeing some of the, uh, the, the track record Jeremy Pruitt's building at Tennessee and the way they ended last season. I think it's much easier to make that pitch and convince guys to come to Tennessee over a program like Auburn and, and win some of those battles more often because you've got the, the program clearly pointed in the right direction and you've got 
uh, some other guys committing. They're a hot team right now, and I think that certainly has helped Tennessee's cause too. Grant, I know that, that you're another guy who you've been around the Tennessee football program for a while now, like the rest of us on the Go Balls 24 staff have been. Do you remember a time really when, when Tennessee had this many great kind of individual recruiters on the staff? Because it seems like Tennessee has, I don't want to say a handful, but but darn near a handful of guys who maybe would be the ace recruiter on a bunch of pretty good coaching staff across the country. And it seems like they've got a, you know, just kind of a bunch of them at one on one staff there in Tennessee. I mean, yeah, it's hard to think of anything in the past. I mean, Brian Niedermeyer, obviously he's been here and he's had success uh, on this staff previously, uh, not just this season or right now. Uh, but, I mean, Butch had some good staff, some good recruiting success. It never really translated all that much beyond, you know, maybe some wins in 2016. But uh, Derek Ansley, any staff that he went to right now, he'd be the, one of the best recruiters on the staff. Same thing for Niedermeyer, same thing for T. Martin. Uh, you can go down the list, and, and, and this all trickles down from Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's one of the best – uh, recruiters in the game right now just the, the way he sells his product he's he's talked recently about how he has a foundation now at Tennessee to sell to recruits to recruit from with this Tennessee football program now uh, entering his third season uh, in the fall so it's it's not only the guys he's assembled on this staff and how much success uh, they've proven to have around each other but it starts with him too and it just kind of trickles down to everybody else and it's doing something big right now. Well, I'll say this. I think it's the the deepest recruiting class, uh, recruiting staff, I think Tennessee's had since Lane Kiffin was at Tennessee. So more than than a decade, I think. I mean, Derek Dooley had a couple couple solid staffs. Um, I think think Butch Jones did a really good job in recruiting at times, but it it was a couple guys among the assistants that did a lot of the heavy lifting. We haven't seen it like this where you literally can look down the list. T. Martin, Brian Niedermeyer, Derek Ansley, uh, Jay Graham, all these different guys. Joe Osavet, I think, has proven to be a really good recruiter in his first year as a full-time assistant. A lot of guys on the staff that can win battles, and it's been a long time since we could say that about Tennessee coaches. Ryan, you know, when you look at – it's funny because we keep we keep asking a form of the same question because there there have been so many of these uh, of these breaking news podcasts recently. But, but where – where does this leave Tennessee maybe positionally? Where does this leave Tennessee going forward? A whole lot can change between now and the early signing period and between, you know, the national signing day. If those dates stay the same, we'll see if everything, how everything shakes out when, when sort of the, some of the quarantine stuff kind of starts to, to go away. Hope fingers crossed that that happens. I mean, how much longer can this keep going on? I mean, Tennessee, are there any guys out there that could pop – now while everything's still going on or or is this finally going to kind of be at a spot where they're going to you know be kind of holding firm for a while well you know we, we've continued to point to to Caden Salter and and uh the four-star quarterback from Texas and and some guys in Baltimore including Aaron Willis uh the the four-star linebacker who who are uh it looks like planning to announce next weekend uh we'll, we'll see if any others come up you know I think Tennessee is in good shape with some other guys who could be nearing uh, nearing decisions in the not too distant future I don't know that you're going to see another one uh you know right away but certainly anything is possible and the way Tennessee's recruiting uh it it, it helps the, the improves the chances of something else happening uh because guys are seeing this you know certainly we've seen other schools taking notice of this we're seeing other players take notice of this. Uh, it is getting the attention of some Tennessee targets, and that, that always could speed up the timeline for some guys to make decisions. And, and someone pointed out on Twitter over the weekend, uh, during this time span, I think it was from March 13, the start of this dead period for recruiting, to May 1st, they broke down the numbers. And the, last year during that same time frame, 191 players, I think it was, nationally announced commitments. 
during that same period this year, 393 was the number. So you're seeing a lot of guys make decisions during this dead period because of the uncertainty, I think, um, because they don't know when they're going to get to take visits again. And, and as I pointed out before, that leads just to it, – it, it adds to the importance of everything that happened before. And, again, Cody Brown, another guy that visited Tennessee multiple times. So you're, you're seeing Tennessee make some moves, and it's, it's because they've had these guys on campus multiple times. They were already in good shape with them. And the uncertainty has just caused guys to speed up their timeline. So when it's when when those things all come together, anything's possible. So I can't rule out anything. Uh, Grant, last thing before we step out of here, I noticed that the the first commitment to Tennessee today, the last name was Rucker. Uh, the second commitment to Tennessee today, uh, his name on Sunday, his name was Brown. <laughs> Why are there no uh, Ramies and Callahans producing to the effort that Tennessee's got going on right now? Well, based on. My DNA and my genes, um, knowing my family the way I know them, uh, you don't want any commitments from them, especially if in, a, in an athletic setup. You don't want any commitments from them um, moving forward. And for Callahan, I can't. I mean, I can't speak for him, but uh, I think he's he just keeps pumping out babies for the twenty thirty seven class or whatever <laughs> it is. They're all gonna they're all gonna commit <laughs> during during the twenty thirty seven coronavirus or whatever it is. That's true. Uh, that's yeah. a, uh, it's gonna well, be the two thousand the two thousand thirties, uh, toward the middle to latter portion of that decade, there could be some 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 Callahans and Ramies in those classes. Well aside from NHL, uh, NHL player Ryan Callahan, uh, no no relation uh, that that I used to get confused with on Twitter sometimes. I, I can't really prove that there's been any successful Callahan in sports. So I you know certainly don't think the odds of Team Callahan expanding uh, in, in Tennessee's roster or future plans are, are likely to, to come together. Well, before I turn on the music, I'll just remind you all again that there are seven Rutgers in the National Football League that <laughs> I played in the National Football League. Seven. So, I'm just saying it's... You uh, need to watch out because uh, Sean Rucker put on Instagram that he's going to patrol Rucker Island. So, Rucker Island, greater than sign Port Rucker. Is that like when my house flooded? Did, it, did the house become Rucker Island when the house flooded? Is that pretty what, much? Pretty think, much. He took is, it over. Is that what happened? Thanks, guys. I know it's been a busy weekend for busy week for all of us, especially y'all with kids over there. So appreciate everything, guys. And uh, I'll go ahead and play the music and get us out of here. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if I can hit the button, there it is. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, twenty four seven. You can also get Grant Ramey. Uh, on Twitter, Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter, P Brown 24-7 is Patrick Brown. You can get all of us at twitter.com slash govals 24-7, or you can go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7, or you can get that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water right from the source at govals247.com. And if you do that and you pay us, you get access to CBS All Access for free in perpetuity. That's a $100 annual value in your pocket, no questions asked. It's like Guys, here's a hundred bucks. That's a pretty good deal, right? Like we're just gonna give you a hundred bucks, and then 365 days from that point, we're just gonna give you another hundred bucks. Seems like a pretty good deal. I'd look into that. Uh, if nothing else, guys, you'll hear from us early in the week. But my gosh, if Tennessee keeps going at this rate with commits, who knows when you hear from us? Probably in the next 30 seconds. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 